Stone Cold Steve Austin knows that the opinions of beer podcast exist in this world. And opinions, opinions, and beer. Two guys and another guy will never happen again. And I looked up at the camera and the book wasn't there, and I was like, <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Opinions and Beer. We're your host, I'm Adam. And I'm Kenan. Ed Ray 1416. Ed Ray 1416. We don't have no wine. Then I'm out of here. Nah, you must be <laughs> you must be one of them dino nerds. Mm. I guess we'll find out. But today Ed Ray, do you like dinosaurs? Are you, like, are you all up in that dinosaur shit? Are you a what do you call someone who who uh, studies dinosaurs? A paleontologist. paleontologist. Yeah. Are you a, a amateur paleontologist? No, I'm not even a golfer. What are you talking about? A what? A golfer? golfer? I'm, a not even, I'm not going to take the time <laughs> to connect saying, those two things. Is he saying a gopher? Go, gopher? Golfer? <laughs> golfer. A, golfer. I'm not even a golfer. I feel like there's a reference to some movie where like, I don't play golf. some golfer come across some dinosaur bones and that's what you're referencing? Maybe. All right, we'll, have to, we'll have to find out in the next few weeks. Yes. What the fuck? And we're going to uh, we're gonna move on from maybe that. A, maybe a golfer found some dinosaur bones. I feel like he knows something that we don't. Maybe, like, maybe they were found on a... On a golf course. Exactly. That's, that sounds like what, the, what he's saying. Is this recent news? But And he knows and no one else does yet. Yeah, he knows the news. He's a futurist thinker. A psychic. And what, <laughs> a futurist thinker? Apparently we're all stupid. <laughs> and what they uncovered was Sudoshu Pillel. Today's beer of the day is brought to you by Topping, Top, Toppling Goliath Brewing Company. This is Sudodu. Sudosu. Huh? Sudo. Sudosu, Sudosu Pelel. Yeah. Sudosu, Sudosu Pelel. Uh, you can see that we got this, obviously, talking about dinosaurs. We have this. It is dinosaur beer. Now, this dinosaur beer, dinosaurs really enjoy drinking it. This single hop Pelel showcases the citra hop for a well balanced beer that is delicate in body with a mild bitterness in the finish. Ferocious hop aromas of citrus and mango give a refreshing taste that is bright with just enough bite. Now, uh, last year, and even before, even probably like the the end of 2019, all through 2020, this was a pretty big, pretty big beer. This and its uh, brother, the IPA, but the Pale Ale and the IPA both received raving reviews. I'm so happy that Texas, our area in Texas, finally got some in, and we can try Wait, this beer. For some reason, my mind just clicked that this is a Pale Ale and not an IPA. Yes, this is a Pale Ale. It has a brother that is an IPA. Yeah, it's just. But it does say it has mild. It's, it's, it's gonna. It's, it's probably gonna have like a, a bit of a bitterness. Exactly. That, like the the the, the, uh, the description that you just read, like was like the fucking, you know, stereotypical IPA. Yeah. But I guess. What's the alcohol percentage on this beer? Does it say on the box? Well, it doesn't say on the can. Doesn't say on the can. Doesn't say. Ten percent. Fitify. Fitify. Fiddle faddle. Fitify. Pitter patter. So, uh, so far, of the notes that you're reading on it, what are you most excited to uh, get out of it? Uh, I do, when it comes to a pale ale, I, I do enjoy the citrusness of it. It's just, it just feels really refreshing, you know? And that's what I'm hoping to get out of it. Like, uh, just as t- sweet and tasty as it is bitter, you know? You, you want a sweet and tasty beer? 
Well, sweet's not a right word. Uh, uh, just a, a citrus, just a citrusy as it is bitter. I see. Yeah. Now this beer is five is five point eight percent in alcohol by volume. Has an IBU of forty five. This came in a four pack for eleven ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. Ah, such a good sound. Such a good noise. It pours a very IPA. The hop aroma definitely comes out. Very, uh... Almost IPA-ish. What's hazy? That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's like a hazy pale ale. (laughs) Instead of a hazy IPA. That's what I was saying. Like, it totally described, like, all the kind of IPAs I enjoy, but it's not an IPA. Well, the bitterness is... just a PA. It's just from Potasa. The bitterness is kind of high for just a standard pale ale, but maybe, uh, it's just what they were going for. Yeah, oh, I, I'm sure it went, maybe because the brighter color and maybe hazies they didn't know to call it a hazy, but I don't know. I'm not sure what the what the. Well, I guess we'll taste it and see if it has more of a pale ale taste or more of an IPA taste. All right, you gotta scoot over some. You're like all up in my shit. Was that in your shit? Yeah, I wanted to be in your pee. <laughs> what the goddamn fuck? <laughs> <man>. Cut. <laughs> Anyways. Speaking of pee. Wait, yeah, okay, so we, oh, no, th- you know what, because of the color of this, let's not speak of pee. Alright, we're gonna, tr- we're gonna smell this beer? <laughs> oh, it does smell of... Citrusy uh, as fuck. Well, no, what was the other one, mango? Mango? Yeah. yeah. The mango comes Well, mango's a citrus too, isn't it? Oh, probably. Like a mango orange. No, I guess, I don't even Mango, know, mango steam. I don't think mango is a ci- citrus fruit. We're gonna try this beer. I'm still fucking smelling it. I know it's gonna be crisp as fuck, though. They could have called this an IPA. I'm telling you, dude. They just described an IPA. We called it a PA. Uh, I wonder what their IPA is going to taste like. Uh, more, <laughs> oh, dude. You know what? Maybe because... maybe where, Where's the description? It's gone forever. Oh, here it is. Because it's all like well-balanced and mild. Is and, it a single uh, hop it said? Yeah, it does say... And also because it's a single hop. The single hop pale ale. Maybe it's just... No, it's the it's the it's the mildness mild of it. Yeah, it's the well balanced and the mild. Like that was very very unbitter, you know. Yeah. And the taste has gone really quick. I don't. I guess that doesn't constitute whether or not it's a, a pale ale or an IPA. But man, I only tasted like citrus and mango for half a fucking second. The beer is very drinkable, though. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very crisp, very smooth. No, that that taste was better. No, it's gone. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely. It's taste, very light. It's very, you, you know, know. Yeah, even though the mild, the, even though the hop is there, the bitterness doesn't linger as long as an IPA does. <laughs> this is uh, so far. This is awesome beer. Very taste delicious. Very like you said, drinkable. mild, drinkable. The bitterness isn't there for uh, very long, like most IPAs. Which why this isn't an IPA. This is a pale ale. This is up there with like people are like ew, I hate beer, but like bro, you're drinking the wrong beer. You know? Oh yeah. Like this, like the beer hater, the people who don't like that, like. It's just refreshing, it's citrusy, and it's just, you know, yeah. it's nothing like the piss water that people drink and then they say to themselves that they don't like beer, you know? Yeah. All right, now, for today's topic and stuff, speaking of pseudo dolphins. Topping Goliath and dinosaur beer, I want to talk about some... We're actually here to talk about deer. Some, di- <laughs> some dinosaur <laughs> stuff. Some dinosaur stuff. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, do you guys know who Michael Creighton is? I do. Who? He wrote the book. But what got him? The, what got him to this point? Ed Ray, do you know about he Michael Creighton? Paleontologist. In his, in his past books. 
Oh shit. Well, yeah, this is news. But dude, none of us googled this motherfucker. No, googled him. <laughs> so Michael Michael Creighton, uh, he wrote a plethora, a plethora, oh, a plethora, like a lot, a plethora, a plethora of books. Yeah, he he basically instantly got famous. Uh, is he, he like the Tech Nine of book writing? Yes, he wrote <laughs> uh, the the Andromeda Strain, the Great Train Robbery, Congo, Rising Sun, Disclosure. Oh, uh, he, he created the, he created the television the television series ER. What? <laughs> uh, Sphere. Anyone remember Sphere? God, they had to turn the page. It wasn't the, all even on one Sphere, page. Sphere, the Thirteenth Warrior, the Terminal Man. Anyway, timeline. I can't believe he did Congo um, also. He, yeah, he he's written a bunch of books. He got pretty famous. He he's got not s- now, but back then he got no. s- well. He got s- he is still famous. Mm-hmm. He got so famous though for his writing, they were like instantly turning his books into movies. They what? They did two. They did Jurassic Park and Congo. They did all these movies. No, wait, what? Really? The Andromeda right? Strain, the Great Train Robbery. I've it's never even heard of it. I've never heard of it. I've never heard of it. <laughs> and I'm a movie sun. buff. Rising I, Sun. That sounds familiar, dude. You have a lot of mine. Yeah, because, like, I watch everything, and I've only heard of one of those. He was big Besides the two. in the, I guess, is the 70s and 80s? Yeah. 90, 70s, 80s, 90s? Yeah, I kind of, I, 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 I'm very picky about the 80s movies that I watch, so maybe it's some of yeah, those. Yeah, Sphere is when they, like, go, they, like, go yeah, you, I don't in know. the water. You're not going to go in the water. This isn't one of those moments spaceship. where you're going to be, like, describing, I'm going to be like, oh, oh nice. yeah! Anyways... No. <laughs> His books were getting a lot of praise, and they were being turned into films pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense, dude. Before this book was finished, before Jurassic Park was finished, he had already started getting offers to buy the rights to the script. Because of his past work, they're like, yes. we got to jump on this before he's even done. Jurassic Park was the first, was the first script he pre-sold for like a million dollars or something, <laughs> like a million something dollars pre-sold before any like other things, and then they hired him to write the screenplay to make sure they didn't mess it up. Oh, <laughs> so, they, they don't so, do that anymore. No. Yeah, like, so, so that's how crazy. But um, but I, I want to say, uh, you know who who directed this again? Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. So uh, Steve, that, yeah, Steven Spielberg. He won the bid of with a million dollars. It was the nineties and he's Steven Spielberg. No, so so he was it wasn't like he Steven Spielberg said, Oh, I want to make Jurassic Park. Yeah. And reached out to him. No. Every studio wanted to make Jurassic Park. Yeah. It became a a big bid, a conquest between three major studios and three major directors. I can't think of his name right now. You might remember he, he George died, Lucas. No, he no. died he died recently, um director of the Goonies. Jesus. What's his name, Ed Ray? No, I mean literally Goonies, Jesus. The, the, that was his, no. <laughs> the Goonies director, and he directed uh, G- Gremlins, maybe? Gremlins. Goonies director. Goonies director was... This was directed by Richard Donner. Richard Donner. Richard Donner. What else did he do? Oh. Well, what else did Richard Donner do? That's famous. The Goonies, that's it? Richard Donner filmography. The Richard Donner filmography. In Lethal Weapon. Goonies, Superman 2, The Richard Donner Cut. Okay, <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Uh, oh, The Omen. The Omen. All, all these Superman movies. Uh, Matt, Scrooge. Oh, dude, he did The Lost, Lost Boys. Lost Boys. 
Toy. X-Men. X-Men. Free Willy. Free Willy. Superman. Free Willy 2. Free Willy 3. Richard Donner. He's consistent. Oh, wait. I see something about unnecessary evil supervillains of the... A documentary. Anyways. So, Free Willy 7. No, I'm joking. So, Richard Donner... And and one of the studios was pitching. I think it was Disney. Richard Donner and Disney were trying to pitch for it. So Richard, it almost became Richard Donner's film. Yeah. There was a third person, other than Steven Spielberg and Universal, that was pitching for this movie. That I think would have changed. I want us to. I want us to reimagine what this movie would be had they won the rights. Okay. No. The third director and studio was Warner Brothers, attached with the director Tim Burton. Oh man, dude! I love Tim Burton to death, and I'm so glad he didn't make that movie. <laughs> this, for one, it would just be Johnny Depp and uh, what's her name? Johnny Depp wasn't with him then, was yeah. he? Yeah. Well, no. Well, he might have not. Nineties? Uh, yes, that's nineties. Nah. Yeah, because he did a Edward. Edward. Uh, yeah. Okay. But he wasn't just like he wasn't like so convinced, like so obsessed with going back to Johnny Depp over and over and over at this point. I think he just done Edward uh, Scissorhands at, at that moment. Yeah. But that's a guess. So uh, I'm not googling it. So Ed Ray, what? How would you reimagine Jurassic Park directed by Tim Burton? Well, for one, they'd make Dennis Nedry a bigger asshole than he was. Yeah. And number two, they'd make uh, I forgot what the John Hammond was that guy's yes. name. They'd make John Hammond look like a sadistic asshole. Yeah, he'd be like gothic as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like long black hair, black clothes, and all that, and like look at my <clears throat> look at my creation. And, and then and then they would make Alan Grant look more relatable to the audience. Yeah, he'd be like a uh, he wouldn't be like a like a the tough older experienced guy. He'd just be like a dweeb or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nobody <laughs> pays attention to me. Nobody pays attention. <laughs> nobody t- pays attention to science. Yeah. Now, now the big thing though about Jurassic Park is the dinosaurs. What do you think Tim Burton would have done with the dinosaurs? Like how they'd all be claymation. You think so? No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but dude, they would. I don't know what to imagine. But like, it literally like. I mean, if you look at something like Beetlejuice and like just like it would be shit. Oh yeah, because that is like almost claymation in live action. Yeah. Like you see the worm. Yeah. And it's like wow, we just went to fucking straight of nightmare for Christmas. Can you imagine, Adrian? <laughs> can you imagine there being Beetlejuice like dinosaurs in Jurassic Park? Oh my god, that sounds like garbage. <laughs> it might be. It would be and dude, like they, <laughs> anyone else, probably be as mundane as Gumby. Anyone else may have like passed off on that and like you know like. I'm sure the animatronics got so fucking ha- hassling that everyone's like, why the fuck must we do the animatronics? And Steven Spielberg's like, because it's fucking realistic. Fuck every other um, uh, alternative measure, you know? Yeah. And uh, everyone else would be like, look, claymation is so much easier. We're going to go with I mean, that. I rewatched the first movie and that, that night scene where the T-Rex is attacking everybody. Oh, it, is... it, 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 it aged it, well. Yes. It? Yeah. Oh, dude, the fucking, the claws hitting the... the yes. The... <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, so crazy. Like, that's like, dude, that scene is. I can so watch crazy. it two days in a row. On the second day, I'll still be like, Hoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, are we just lucky? Uh, out of all three of them, are we happy that Steven Spielberg got the rights to the movie? That's oh, absolutely. The, that's the only good thing Steven Spielberg. You has shut ever your done. whore mouth. <laughs> you shut your. To hell with Schindler's List. That wasn't even part of my. What? <laughs> now, uh, wait. Steven Spielberg filmography. 
Watch, it's gonna be all the Michael Creighton e. movies. E.T. the extraterrestrial, Jaws, Jurassic Park. E.T. No, Jaws, Jurassic some Park. That he's Ready done, Player like, One. No, I want to go back. Yeah, yeah, Ready Player One. I was like, there's some he's done recently that I didn't even know was him for a moment. He didn't do. He, I think Ready Player One was Men the in Black. One. Did you do Men in Black? Did he do Ready Player One? Hook. He did Hook. He did Poltergeist. Where's Ready Player One? Up. Uh, uh, did he do that? He did something with it. I think I recall that he's. He, I think he was the right producer. There, right there. Ready Player One. Was he the producer or director? I think he directed that one. It's one of his last ones he really directed, huh? Uh, director Steven Spielberg. Yeah, see, that was the one that was like, you know, I thought he was like fucking done, and then Ready Player One came came out directed by him, and I was like, oh, fuck yeah, keep going. Because well, he, just, he just does weird movies now, like Bridge of Spies or, or something. Or, uh, <laughs> well, dude, I want Ready Player Two, you know, some shit like that. They, 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 I think they're working on it, huh? I don't know. You don't know? Yeah. I googled yeah. that as well, but this is about Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> Let's not get uh, sidetracked here, gentlemen. So to get ready for this episode, I actually sat down and read both the Jurassic Park books. Well, I couldn't even bother to rewatch the movies. I was like, I know what I know. <laughs> oh no, I read the books because I wanted to know, I wanted to do a compare and contrast and let you know like if it was better or worse or whatever. Yeah, and. Uh, it's probably oh, of course it's better. Like everyone, the book's better. It's just the added content. So it's like. 49 different deleted scenes. That's what it's like reading the books instead of watching the movie. No. This it, well th- thankfully for the first for the first movie the script the, the the script was written you know the, script, the, the screenplay was written by the guy. So he by Michael Crichton. Yes. I mean there was very, there after after researching there was very little the changes made by Steven Spielberg were mostly minor. Um some of the biggest things that are different from the book. Well, probably in the book, the the, uh, the dinosaurs have feathers. And, no. no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, but they meant they they mentioned that they might, and so it's, it's kind of weird. The books are crazy, dude. The books are they, the, they're blowing my mind. It, but what's what's weird about the book is that this this first book, the first Jurassic Park book, literally has scenes from the first three from the trilogy. Well, the third one more loosely. It's like based loosely off that scene, like ideas more yeah. than the actual copy paste scenes. But like the first two movies, like the the copies, the, the little girl being attacked at you know the yacht in the second movie where the little girl gets attacked by the little dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's actually the opening of the first book. Holy shit! shit. <laughs> that's actually the that opening of the first. Makes a little book. bit more sense actually. <laughs> and uh, what about does it uh, does it uh, does it uh, fade from that and in, straight into uh? Them trying to keep that Velociraptor in the cage, and then like the the, the, the one uh, worker almost gets pulled in. The beginning of the movie of well, Jurassic Park. It's actually a long little thing, but yeah, yeah. But uh, well, the cage thing. No, the cage thing might happen. Might be the that might be the prologue. I might be that might be the beginning. But then when the book starts, that is the girl on the island. See, ah, so basically, yeah. what happens is it's it just, goes from the, the they cage read, to the girl on the island. Yeah, because well, because they cage the guy they this doctor lady because they they want to show that this doctor lady has seen an attack by somebody they bring him to this place and uh, he ends up dying there but in the movie they say he was fine I think but he, yeah. he dies on the table they're trying to fix him save him in Puerto Rican they, they like, fly him there they, he dies uh, the fucking copies dude they are somehow loose in Puerto Rico they don't know how. And they're they're kind of, they're kind of, tre- kind of uh, trying to keep it on the down low. The com- the, the the company is. But it's a fucking little as it is. It's a fucking dinosaur. Well, no, no, no. Everybody sees that. No, no. everyone everyone tries to say, oh no, that's and they say it's a specific 
type of lizard, lizard that could stand on its hind legs and blah blah. And deforestation is leading to these lizards coming yeah. out and attacking people. They're uh, on their hind legs a lot. Oh, they and eat pulse. They eat a baby. Pulse. They eat a baby in a crib. Pulse. Like literally pulse. Oh. And then uh, the the copies actually eat the baby. They eat a baby in its crib, and the girl, she was going to tell on them, but then it was all like, oh, she was scared the government uh, will think that she, um, she thought she would get in trouble, and that people will think that it was like her, like leaving the baby by itself or whatever, and so she, she just uh, lied and said it was uh, SIDS, and so it's kind of crazy how, how it all plays out. Um, the book's are just, the book's just so crazy, there's so much extra stuff in the book, uh, but not not all not entirely a good thing. I actually think in this rare instance, I think the movie is a little better than the book. And in I think the book at some points drags. It's a little extra. There's some things that are a little extra. There's an entire third act that doesn't really make any sense. And I think they knew that when making the movie and decided to uh, to really cut some of that stuff out. Uh, have you ever read the um, Jurassic Park book? No. Have you uh, ever enjoyed the Jurassic Park? Uh, franchise. Well, let's see. The original's great. Don't care about this. Uh, I don't care about the Lost World. Uh, Jurassic Park Three is only only has one good scene. And that was when Alan Grant had a dream on the plane, and the dinosaur said, "Alan." <laughs> I don't remember much about the Jurassic World. <laughs> I don't remember much about the Jurassic World uh, movies except the the one that I remember seeing sucked. I mean, the story was oh. just the story was so bland on one of those Jurassic World movies. I said, "To hell with it." To hell with it, you said. Damn. Um, we'll talk about Jurassic World in the next episode. Uh, we're going to focus on Jurassic Park for now. Um. So, uh, so some things that happen in the book, Ed Ray, that don't happen in the movie. Uh, first of all, well, what you were saying about Tim Burton making John Hammond a dick and everybody meaner, like, yeah, man, that would have been closer to the book, because in the book, John Hammond is kind of a piece of shit. He never learns from his ways, uh, and in a twist, in the book, John Hammond dies. John Hammond gets killed in the book at the very end before the, uh, before they leave the island. He gets eaten by the copies. Yeah, so... In the movie, John Hammond seems to be a sweet old man that kind of uh, didn't do enough research on how dinosaurs work, etc., and he ended up regretting it. But yeah, if Tim Burton were to direct were to direct the movie, then uh, John Hammond would be a sadistic asshole. Yeah, and he kind of was. A lot of them, a lot of the characters were definitely different in the book. Uh, something strange they that they they changed personality wise in the book. Um, Alan, um, actually likes kids, but in the movie, he doesn't like kids. So that's where, that's, I think that, I thought that was a, a weird switch. And also, they switched the ages of the kids, where, uh, in the book, the girl was younger than the boy, but in the movie, the girl's older, and the girl's into the computer stuff, and, and does the computer stuff at the end, where, in the book, uh, it was the, it was the boy having to try to figure out the computer stuff. Uh, um, oh, uh. Also, I noticed what they do in the films is they tend to take a character, or they tend to they, they tend to take two characters in the book and make them into one person. So if you have like a character doing this and another character doing this, 
or acting a certain way. In the movie, they would combine those two characters together and be like this one person. So, like in the book, the uh, somebody gets killed by the by the um, T Rex in that same little scene that happens in the movie, but it was not the lawyer, and it wasn't in the back. It was it wasn't in the toilet either. It was just some. It was like it was like the tour guide. They had, they had a tour guide there that was with them, kind of like the park uh, customer service representative, and he gets eaten. He gets eaten by like this actually a smaller T Rex. Because in the book, there's two T-Rexes. There's like an adolescent and then an adult. But uh, it's crazy, man. I, I, I sat down and read. I read this book. Where did I put it? I read this damn book. I actually read both of them. Read both books in four days. Six days, maybe. <laughs> That's so crazy. Ed Ray, how would you rank the original trilogy? There, how would you rank the original trilogy of Jurassic Park? I'll give it a B. No, how, but how would you rank them like in order? Uh, best, oh, you're talking about numerical order? Yeah, best to worst. Okay. It's a tough one. I think number three... I think number three is going to have to be... Jurassic Park 3, because I only remember one scene at that... <laughs> the Alan scene? Yeah, that's remember? the only thing I remember. Give him a Spinosaurus. Spinosaurus. Wasn't that the one that killed the T-Rex? Yes. Oh, that was the worst part of the movie. <laughs> Why? Because the T-Rex is supposed to win. Yeah, but well, I think I think what they were doing there is they were trying to... So, the Spinosaurus was copying two scenes in the books. The first scene it was copying was the um, Lagoon the lagoon ride scene in the book where the T-Rex swims. And instead, in the movie, the third movie, it's the Spinosaurus that's swimming during the raft event. Okay? They also copied a scene in the second book where there's like this bigger dinosaur that the T-Rex and Velociraptors are scared of and won't go into this territory. So they were copying two scenes in two different books to make the Spinosaurus uh, story arc. So I thought that was interesting. Alright, so I say number three goes to Jurassic Park 3 because I only remember the dinosaur scene where he says Alan. And of course, number two is Lost World, even though I really don't care about that movie. You don't like the Lost World? Didn't have Alan Grant in it. But it had uh, Ian. I don't care about Ian. He's the smartest kid in the books. He's like the main character, to be honest. He's like the smartest character in the books. And of course, number one is the original because it had Alan Grant. It had Dennis Nedry. And those two were badass. <laughs> Dennis Nedry was pretty funny. Yeah, he was a comedic. He was comedic in the movie, but from what I understand, he was a real douche in the book. Oh yeah, well he's kind of like a, he's kind of like an asshole. He's de- he's definitely kind of um, more wormy in the book. He doesn't care about nothing. He doesn't work there either. He just he he's actually one of the guests, but he was invited back to fix a a part of the computer. But in the movie, he's still an employee there. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, the best part when it came to Dennis Nedry was that uh, trolling gif on the computer saying, uh, 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 you didn't say the magic word. And then Samuel L. Jackson went, mother... (laughs) Yo, damn it! He goes, damn it! That's just... 
God damn! Oh man, that shit is. Nah, uh, uh. You didn't say the magic word. Nah, uh, uh. Damn and it! A, I've had all this troll and a, shit. And of course, the best part of the original Jurassic Park was Alan Grant. He's my favorite character in this series. He really is. Yeah. What makes him your favorite character? Well, number one, he's an expert in dinosaur science. You know, paleontology or whatever. Yeah. And number two. He knows how to communicate with dinosaurs. He knows how not to get himself killed with dinosaurs. I, I've, I've grown to liking Ian Malcolm. I think Ian Malcolm is one of the best characters. And I think he's written, in the book, it appears they, that Michael Creighton wrote Ian Malcolm to kind of be a self-portrayal of himself. You know what I mean? It was kind of a, uh, Ian Malcolm, he has all the best uh, monologues in the book. He says a bunch of the like the smartest lines. He has like he you know he's basically like foreshadowing like this is all gonna come down. We're fucked, everybody. <laughs> but he says it so smart in a way that's kind of like it's just so crazy. Like uh, you know the whole you didn't you didn't do anything to obtain it. You 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 know you're you're using this knowledge and you did nothing. You know, uh, and, and the and the and the guy hates him. <laughs> the the park owner hates hates Ian and. Uh, it's just he just the funniest. He, he comes across as one of the funniest characters in the book uh, and in the movie. I think I think he was good. I think he was good in the sequel too. I, th- I liked him as the main character in the uh, in the Lost World. Uh, the Lost World, the book, uh, was fat. The only thing they kept the same in the book was in the movie for the Lost World for the sequel was Site B was. A few of the character names, but that's really it. <laughs> like, oh, oh, the trailer scene. Well, half the trailer scene. It's like, it's like they, it's like they took the book. It's the movie looks like they skimmed through the book and then made it. <laughs> they, they, they didn't, they didn't actually read the book. They just skimmed through, got the cliff notes, and made a movie based off the cliff notes and added a whole brand new third act uh, involving the 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 New York. Or the city, the city, uh, was it, where was that? Los Angeles or New York? Probably Los Angeles. But they had a whole uh, city scene at the end of Jurassic Park uh, 2, Jurassic World. And uh, that was just different. Also, they combined, in the book, there's two kids. And in the movie, it's just uh, Ian Malcolm's daughter. But in the book, he didn't have a daughter. It was actually uh, two of the students of a rich guy. But in the book... Uh, the park owner, what's his name again? John Hammond. Yeah, John Hammond. The book, John Hammond's dead. So they obviously couldn't do that in the book. <laughs> they couldn't do the movie. The movie and the book were gonna weren't gonna follow each other because different people are alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Different people died, and so it, it just it creates a whole different uh, thing happening. Um. Anyways, I'm gonna pause it here. I guess. <clears throat> well, obviously you've seen that. Uh, co-host uh, kind of left but <laughs> he'll be back for the next episode uh we're just talking everyone's lift talking chatting we're talking jurassic park we're gonna continue our dinosaur talk in the next episode we just got done drinking and talking about jurassic park we were drinking pseudo sue pseudo pale ale by toppling goliath uh this was a solid beer i'm gonna give this beer i'm gonna give this beer a nine an 8 out of 10. Uh, very good. Very fun. Going to chat more about dinosaurs next episode. Tune in. Keep up with the stuff. Drive the park. Read the book. Books were good. I spent 
Six days reading Jurassic Park books. So good. Dinosaur beer. Very good. But, that's just my opinion. Kevin Bivens might hate the Jurassic Park franchise, but I love Jurassic Park franchise. That's also just my opinion. It's fine. All we have here are, gosh, opinions and beer. We are a man.